The other thing that I would add to that too is that it's grace, right? So a lot of times, especially for women, I I don't know where along the line we have all decided that we have to learn everything. So one of the things, especially for women in business, is like if you don't have a finance accounting or an MBA, then make sure you have people that you trust around you that are hearing from God to say, this, this is how we're going to lay out the financial resources. This is how we're going to proceed here. But to be prayerful and first and foremost, if you if you if things don't materialize the way you thought in your head they would, first and foremost, give yourself grace. Hi there, welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about money and business, especially for ladies out there, okay? I think through all my entrepreneurial journey, I found that myself included and also many of my colleagues, audience, clients, when it comes to the financial part of the business, if we are not accountant, CPA, or MBA, and so on, I got to say it's quite tough to understand everything in finances for a business. That is the reason why I invited today our guest. Audrey Godwin is an award-winning entrepreneur who teaches women entrepreneurs and professionals how to confidently fund their lifestyle to their lifetime and leave a legacy that is meaningful to the people and causes they love. Over her 20-year career as a CPA and Chief Financial Officer, CFO, Audrey helped hundreds of clients implement strategies that allow them to keep more of what they make and build wealth according to what is important to them. Audrey created the Position for Profit framework because she recognized that having tools and worksheets alone did not create lasting transformation for financial sustainability and generational wealth. She also been featured on NBC, the Seattle Times, and Blato Radio, and so on. In this episode, I asked Audrey some hard questions, such as, When we are in different levels of business, for example, level one, we just get started. And level two is you start to have momentum. You probably have four to five figures a month. And level three, six figure and beyond. Among these levels, what we shall be doing, pay attention to, and what we should avoid. Also, we talk about the mindset and the perspective when we encounter failures, the shame, the pain, and the emotional burdens that we are facing, how to deal with that, okay? So there's so much more. And now let's dive in the conversation with Audrey. Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Kelly Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Well... Audrey, welcome to the show. 
Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. In the introduction, I already、uh, share with my audience that how awesome you are. Especially, you know, we really admire, you know, the women leadership in finance. You know, we need more of you,、uh, in the marketplace. So, can you share with us first of all that your own journey? That how did you arrive to this point, and what prompted you to do what you do? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So, to be honest, accounting wasn't my first. Choice.、Um, it was something I kind of fell into.、Um, I started college and then I dropped out as a sophomore because I, you know, you have to then choose a major when you become a junior. And I'm like, well, I don't really know what I want to do. And so I ended up a few different jobs, and then I ended up as an executive assistant to a controller in a regional hotel chain、um, in San Antonio, Texas. And he would have me look at, you know, the reports he was going to give to the board of directors or to the leadership team. And so, I what I recognized, like, well, it's not that hard、um, to put the numbers together. What's challenging is to translate that to people who are not finance people. And so, what I recognized, like, oh, so we can tell stories with the numbers in a way that would help inspire and motivate people to be better in their particular departments. So, I decided to go back to school.、Um, I joined the Air Force. They helped me pay for school, and then I became a CPA. And then eventually, through my career, I started off as an auditor, which was really great because it allowed you to look at internal control and look at systems to see where there might be holes in the system. And then、um, about 2003, I had my own. I started my own CPA firm because there was actually an opportunity since the firm that、um, had recruited me away. One of the partners was like, "We don't want any more partners," and so. They laid me off. That was their choice instead of, you know,、uh, following through with their partnership deal, which actually turned out to be a really great blessing. So, from 2003 to 2016, I had my own CPA firm with the focus of doing chief financial officer fractional work. Meaning, yes, we could do the bookkeeping, and yes, we would do the taxes. But the joke was always, if you make me do that, I will be super upset. But if you're my CFO client, then we can happily take over bookkeeping and taxes because what I what we really strove you know strove for was making sure that people understood that taxes was part of the financial strategy and that you weren't to run your business from your tax return.、Um, so 2016 is about when I decided I was done being a CPA, and so. Uh, you know that got me already. You know about twenty years into the, into the career, and I was like, I don't know what I want to do going forward. But the thing that I noticed throughout my career was that as much as people were referred to me to do their taxes or to talk about financial strategy, we had to always go back to, well, why are we doing this? Right? What's the vision for your household? You know, what is the vision for this business? What are the values? What's the culture code? All those things, and they would be like, "Why do we need to know that?" And so, well, you know, our industry can pretty much tell you what to, you know, that any expense that you incur for your business will be tax deductible. But we want to make sure we're spending money in a way that's going to help you either generate revenue or maintain what you have, and be able to help you manage the business in a way that serves your clients, your customers, your employees, and yourself.
Um, and then over the last few years, I have been doing fractional CFO work. I actually worked in a couple of startups, um, one a fintech startup and one a digital marketing agency, and then one biotech. Um, and now I'm back to you know looking at doing fractional work. And, and really, my heart is to start teaching um, more women, especially to use the framework that I've developed over you know, my career so that they become more disciplined about not just making money, but being really good stewards and being able to put their money where their values are. So they can really live, you know, what they dream of, you know, to be able to serve their clients for their communities out loud, not just with, you know, their behaviors and their habits, but with their actual dollars as well. That is so good. Uh, so, you know, I think we mean women, uh, we have somehow a lot of us, we have an interesting relationship with money. And that's an interesting relationship with the numbers, uh, uh, accounting sheets and all that kind of stuff, right? Right. So before uh, I, you know, start of our, you know, before you come on a session and before I was thinking what kind of questions that uh, my clients and my audience, they often encounter. So I thought of why not, you know, we kind of just segment uh, the different um, journey, you know, for sure. uh, most of the women's. So let's say, you know, we have maybe have a, a level one, uh, a lot of a startup ladies, right? <laughs> they just get started, right? right and right. then uh, and then the level two is uh, they are some uh, women, the coaches, experts, you know, they already have four or five figures month and they are having a momentum. Right. And then the third level is they already six figure and beyond, maybe a seven figures. And right. so can you kind of teach us that in these three different levels and in the business that right. what they need to pay attention to and what they should avoid? Yeah, absolutely. So when you're starting out, the first thing that I usually recommend to clients that are really starting out, we talk about how how they plan to fund their company, right? So if they're not going for angel investment or VC, they still have to figure out how they're going to live as they're building this company. Um, and so we talk about, you know, are they going to cash out a 401k or take from their household savings to fund this, to start the company? And then we talk about how long that cash is going to last, which is their runway. Meaning um, if I am doing lots of free tools to get started, but eventually I have to start purchasing it. If I put $100,000, we'll just say, into just for the business, then we have to be very intentional about what we're spending the money on to generate sales, right? Because really when you're in startup mode, you want to watch your cash flow, you want to watch your runway, but you have to be focused on just, you know, getting leads and closing sales. That's that's really the whole life and breath of a startup is making sure that um, if you're developing a new concept or product that your MVP is ready to go, that you have proof of concept um, and you keep iterating because what you think might be happening is not the data that you're getting back from customers and clients as you're implementing your product or service, but really paying attention to cash flow, how long you're going, you know, things are going to last. 
And then, you know, how soon is it going to take you to make the first dollars of revenue? How long it's going to take you to get to break even, which means that you really do have to hire. I mean, I always recommend hiring a bookkeeper, even if it's for like, you know, a couple of hours a month so that you know where the money is going, how long of your runway you have so that you're not surprised that you now have to have either go back to your savings or if you're married to have the second conversation with your spouse about, oh, hey, you know, I know I said I was only going to take this much, but now I have to take more. You can have, I've had clients have those conversations, but they were prepared in the first conversation to say, here's what we're thinking. And then every month they would have sort of a meeting with their spouse of like, here's how the business is going um, and, and be able to plot, even if they're not generating any revenue or maybe not even spending a whole lot of cash in the beginning, but just to let your, you know, your husband um, know or your business partner, right? Because if you're a business partner, again, it's have regular meetings around where cash flow is, where the state of the product is, how we're doing in ge- lead generation and sales. So for startups, that's really where the energy and focus needs to be. Yes, that that's that's perfect. And please go on. Yeah. And so then if you, as you start to get momentum and you're getting to four and five figures, meaning that, you know, you know what it's costing you to run your business. It's no, you know what it costs you to generate leads. You also have to make sure that you now as the owner are actually putting together a salary. Before we move on the conversation, did you know? We publish weekly videos in our YouTube channel. The channel is designed to equip leaders like you to become that Christian CEO that God has called you. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Kelly Father Show or just go to youtube.com key in my name, Kelly Father. Then you can find our channel easily. If you are there, would you please considering subscribe, like, and comment on the videos? That will really help us to grow the channel and serve more entrepreneurs like you. Now, let's get back to the conversation. Right. One of the things that I have all my clients do, um, especially in the early stages where they're gaining momentum, is we put together a really loose and fast budget, so to speak. But there's a line item that says owner salary so that they know that at some point in time, they have to get paid. This is not always about reinvesting in the business because, you know, you, you know, if you're single, um, Unless you know that you have a year's worth of living expenses saved and you can focus on the business, you have to make sure at some point in time, the business is now paying you so that you can make sure that you're not worried about, you know, things at home. We also need to talk about, you know, uh, team, because as you're gaining momentum, you you can't be doing everything. I mean, we we as women are very resourceful and we think that we should just learn it and do it. And, and I'm a student because I love DIY stuff until I realize like, oh, yeah, that's my brain is full. I don't want to learn that. So who can I get? And what I usually recommend is we start out with freelancers or you know independent contractors, because if you have a month or a quarter that's a little low on revenue, you can cut back their hours and not feel... Um, guilty, 
right? Because they're used to having um, their hours change from month to month. Um, it allows you also to practice um, having those conversations around what's the work going to look like? When are they going to deliver it? How are you going to pay? Those kind of things. Because as you get to the, the seven-figure mark, you actually need to have employees. And I'm all for having um, freelancers and independent contractors. But for you to have a sustainable company when you get to seven figures and, and beyond, you really have to have a core team of employees that understand your vision, see their place in contribution to that vision, are excited about you know what they can do for the company, and they're not distracted by other client projects. That's the difference. And, and it also changes your perspective as an owner to go from, oh, I have a bunch of freelancers, and yes, this is my team, but at any point in time, I can cut the hours back to I have to meet payroll. And one of the things that I recommend as you're growing in the five figures, getting to seven figures and eight figures is to have a talent strategy. And I've done this with a lot of startups I have worked with. It's like, we don't have, we we have the owner. We don't even have employee one, but we develop a philosophy of here's what the talent strategy looks like. These are the particular roles that we need to hire. So we're going to build out roles and competencies, but we know where we're going to hire. And one of the things that most of our clients do is talk about um, being able to hire and not having to lay off, right? So the whole goal is to get to where we may not be hiring super fast and ahead of revenue, but what we want to do is to be able to make sure that people have stable income going forward if we're going to hire employees. Well, guys, I mean, I hope you are taking a lot of notes. And if you're in a position like me, often listen to podcasts in the gym, then you probably have to go back to this episode, right? So uh, in short amount of a couple of minutes, basically, Audrey tell you from starting up all the way to eight figures, okay? What you what you need to be doing when you come to a finance, right? Yeah. Um, so here is the thing. Yes. Um, what she just say, and uh, I know that probably a lot of uh, uh, my listeners or later on, actually, this will be in the YouTube uh, channel as well. Uh, the viewers say, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. But it's easy to say than done, right? And I think especially when um, women, you know, just like I said, one is sometimes we stuck at the stage of, uh, okay, I just... Uh, don't have time uh, to teach a second person, so I just do all myself. But it's just that uh, Audrey said that you gotta come to a point that uh, you gonna get burnout, and also you end up that you cannot serve your uh, clients at uh, your best capacity as well. So do watch that out, right? And then you can figure like. As she was describing the whole all stages, I don't know. Did you catch that? It's basically ourselves as an owner of the business. It's kind of a uh, from one person and all the way. We had to grow up to become a leader. You know, you become a leader of a team, and this process is precisely why I often say that. Uh, one of the most um one of the most tough self-growth journey is just have a business. Just have a business. Uh, 
Audrey, let me ask you a question. I hope I don't put you on the spot. It's I know that as you know, entrepreneurial journey is not always not always is a rosy, sunny, you know, and we will go through ups and downs, right? Absolutely. And when the moment, let's say when those period of time that when let's say we made mistakes, okay, let's say we. You know, uh, I see a lot of my uh, colleagues that say, okay, they spend a lot of money in the, for example, Facebook ads, advertisement, but it did not get the ROI back, right? And then now let's talk a little bit about the mindset, emotion stuff. Um, then they feel shameful. Sure. They feel shameful that uh, I have that experience too. I feel shameful that I did not achieve a goal. Uh, I feel that I like myself down. I like the people who support me down, you know. So how do you deal with that? Yeah, I think part of the, so part of the work that we do is when we are setting goals, especially when it comes to marketing, right? One is we just set, you know, a, a price, like how much are we willing to spend? And are we watching the data, what to get the ROI? Because if, if we're not reviewing the information, then it's really hard, then it's, easy to say, oh my gosh, that didn't work. The, the, and then you won't do it again. Right. As opposed to, you know, we are just starting out. So we're going to do, um, you know, we'll say $500 a month on Google ads, but we're going to look at the data because we're testing a hypothesis. Is this where we need to go? And is this our, is this the right market? What's the language? Like all the things that go into marketing, are we getting the leads? And then what it allows you to do is to see where in the system things are not working, right? You might be getting a hundred leads and you get to sales and you realize they're not highly qualified because they're not really where you need to be, or they could be highly qualified, but the person that is um, their sales rep, if it's not the owner is, oh, Maybe they need more sales training. They're not closing the way we need to. The other thing that I would say is, you know, when we're talking about um, spending money and investing, when we're looking at, um, you know, like our, our, I don't like to say relationship with money, but how we view money, because I look at money as a tool that we use to to get the things that we need and want to run our businesses and and have a life that um, is fulfilling. So for the money piece, you know, most of the time accountants will be like, well, here's the budget. And it was the same as last year. Or if you're just starting out, the numbers are really small. And I tend to look in everything as a phase, right? So maybe phase one, we are testing something new. And so we're going to allocate a certain number of dollars and test our hypothesis and see if it's worth us continuing or increasing or stopping this campaign. A lot of times what ends up happening is that you have business owners that dump money into Facebook ads, but they didn't have a real, they didn't have a hypothesis. They really didn't have a goal. It was just sort of like, this is the trending thing. And I've had clients over the years, we've had these conversations like, so why are you doing Facebook ads? Because I could have sworn that when you, you know, when the senior leadership team sat out, you all were talking about, you're getting most of your leads from LinkedIn. Why are you doing Facebook ads? Right. So it's it's the wanting to get pulled into trends. Or, oh, this is the new thing. And we should try that. It's like, but you have to come back to who are we serving? Right. You know, 
is this going to stretch our operations team? Because now we have, you know, people coming in from all, yes, we could do all those things, but that's not our core service. It's not our core product. And we may not be yet in a position ready to launch something new or expand because we weren't clear in our core product or service, right? And so the idea of feeling shame and guilt that we didn't meet our goals, um, I think part of it is, it's expectations on us that maybe we had for ourselves, but I would also challenge that it could be other people's expectations, right? It's, oh, hey, everybody wants to be a business owner or entrepreneur until you realize it is actually more work to be able to be an entrepreneur as opposed to going to work and you know do your nine to five because I don't really have to worry about m- making payroll if I have a job. I don't have to worry about making sure my freelancers are getting all their stuff on time. I can focus on my contribution to the company. So I I tend to challenge clients around it's it's not really the money issue. It's the whose expectations are you trying to live to, and if they're yours, is like are they really yours? Right. And, and I will know for myself from, you know, growing up in my culture and living in America is like, there are a lot of expectations, unspoken expectations placed on women and women of color that we tend to think we've absorbed it and integrated like, oh, that must be ours. And it's really not. Right. So when I decided to close my CPA firm, people thought I was crazy. Why would you want to do it? I'm like, well, I'm just done. Like, I know this chapter of my life is complete and it wouldn't make sense for me to continue because I don't feel like my whole heart and soul would be in serving clients. It's the same way, regardless of the size of business you have, is when you're looking, when you don't meet expectations, one is whose expectations are you looking at? Two, did you review the data for what that goal you were trying to attain? And if you didn't, then it's not really a failure. It's just you didn't have the discipline to get on a regular cadence to look at information to go, yes, this is a good investment of time, talent, and financial resources. Yeah, I love that. You know, if I can piggyback on what she just said, you know, uh, everybody where is different and then where that we made mistakes, some are the same places and some are not. So so if you are one of those people that you are right now, you know, you feel you are in the all-time low, you are in the valley, you are in the bottom of valley uh, because of the the quote-unquote failure that you are experiencing, you know, I just want to encourage you, you know, take a step back. And first of all, you know, you really, when I say take a step, step back, meaning zoom out, right? To look and say, okay, if you are the third person in this situation, you know, where went wrong? And then from there, you know, obviously talk to God about this. Uh, talk to God about this and let him reveal to you. And God is a God of second chances, let me say third chance, third chances as well. <laughs> I don't know. Otherwise, I won't be here speaking to you guys at all. Uh, I don't know how many mistakes I have made. And, you know, the key is though, after you realize what exactly is going on, whether it's because so we don't have a, did not have a discipline to really understand the data or we are in the different, in, in the wrong mindset follow the trend or anything else it doesn't it actually doesn't matter the matter is afterwards 
then repent and get on it. You know, basically move forward because what enemy try to do and he often does the best is to get us just stuck, just stuck there, don't move. Then he cannot change your destiny, but what he can do is detour. Right. 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 The other thing that I would add to that too, is that it's grace, right? So a lot of times, especially for women, I I don't know where along the line we have all decided that we have to learn everything. So one of the things, especially for women in business, is like, if you don't have a finance accounting or an MBA, then make sure you have people that you trust around you that are hearing from God to say, this this is how we're going to lay out the financial resources. This is how we're going to proceed here, but to be prayerful. And first and foremost, if you, if you, if things don't materialize the way you thought in your head, they would first and foremost, give yourself grace. Right. Like extend yourself the grace that you would extend to your best friend or to your husband or to your kids or to your sisters. Extend that first to you, because you first, if you if this is your first venture in business, you're not going to know everything. And you're going to have to learn to get sort of like, you know, outside of your, you know, heavenly board of directors, you're going to need to have um, people around you that you can, you know, advisors to trust you, that you can trust to help you in the areas where you need further understanding so you can make better decisions. That is so good because I'm exactly that type of person. I think I have a mentor. I mean, she's MBA and then way, way above. And I also have a daughter that she's very good at accounting. And so basically, Whatever I'm not good at it, they are good at it. That's awesome. You know, exactly. uh, it, it, but vice versa, right? While I'm good at it, they are not good at it. So just let Audrey right. say, I don't know exactly where along the way, kind of somehow women, we just need to know everything. And mm-hmm. sometimes like, you know, uh, when I, I remember this is totally a not related story. Okay, guys. But I just feel like I can share this and make you laugh. I remember uh, a couple of years ago when I was uh, doing laundry and folding a laundry and one of my best girlfriends visiting us from Taiwan. And then I was folding laundry and then I, you know, I put the way I put the socks together so that we won't get missing, you know, one foot or the other. It's I will just roll them together and then kind of just tuck them together like a little ball. And um, interesting is when her husband saw this and then look at her said, look at it. You see, this is the brilliant way that we don't lose any socks. And then she make a comment said, well, it's because she's a full-time uh, household wife. Interesting, isn't it? She made a comment said because, well, she knew her business, but she's that moment just said, well, because I stay at home, right? So, so she said, well, because she's a full-time housewife. So it's like, it's like a perspective is if you are stay-at-home mom, you need to know every single thing, how you work. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> and we take that into our careers, whether it's working in a company or in our own business. And then wonder why it takes us too long to get any momentum because we're trying to 
do it ourselves for every aspect of the business, as opposed to being really clear about what are our strengths and then where do we need complementary um, strengths to come in to fill the gaps. Okay. So guys, after today, I hope that we both say you guys free. Okay. You don't need to know everything in business and including laundry. Okay. And then if anything you don't know, guess what? Ask, you know, uh, one uh, of my mentors and uh, before when I was in corporate world, uh, my bosses, they say this about me. They say, Kelly, oh, she's fantastic. But if you are her boss, you got to be ready to answer all sorts of questions because she is very good at asking questions. And I think that's kind of how I, how he's my way how God created me, I did not think too much about, maybe the question I asked is so stupid. Um, Really, just ask, okay? So I just want to encourage you guys out there. And when you listen, when you watch this video, when you're listening to this episode, if you have any question related to finance, okay, for your business, Right, I think Audrey won't say no to this. Where I put her spot now, you know, no. you just reach out, reach out to both of us, and right. we will try to find the, you know, if we don't know, we will try to find an answer to you. Yeah, okay. you you just you just send us email, you know, uh, in the in the podcast platform, there's email, and or we will anyway in the show note, we will put all Audrey's uh, links in the show note. Okay. Not afraid to ask, okay? Women, we need to support each other. So I just want to put out there. So I am also excited that she's on the podcast today because she has such an awesome framework to help many, many, many women in this journey. So so Audrey, can you tell us what is your uh, framework called Position for Profit? Yeah, happy to share that. So this is something I developed with working for client, you know, with clients. Um, and and one of the areas we so it's basically we start with an assessment and awareness of our mindset and a motivation, right? And mindset and motivation are not the same thing, right? Our mindset are our attitudes and our beliefs about our abilities and 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 who we are. But our motivation is what is that driving force to accomplish the things that we accomplish, right? So one of the things that I share often is um, that poverty is a mindset as well as a motivation, right? So I can have a poverty or scarcity mindset because um, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to all the cash that I have right now because I don't know when I'm gonna get my next sale. Um, as opposed to, I'm going to keep doing what is right in front of me, knowing that God is bringing the right people, the right customers to come and purchase my products and services. And I'm going to be wise in how I spend and invest the money in the business so that we have a longer runway. Now, I, I don't, for our business, we tithe off of the, the top of our business um, income. And so I know, and we do that generously as well as um, invest in various kingdom driven enterprises, you know, nonprofits to con- to further advance the kingdom. What I know is with that radical generosity there, you know, I, I get contracts or I get introductions that I'm super surprised about. Right. So we start with that mindset and, and what do I believe? Like I had to do a lot of, you know, 
Jesus and therapy to get to a place where my soul, like it is well with my soul. So then what ends up happening is that I can look at my leads. I can look at my say, my marketing. I can look at my cash flow and my runway and be at peace. Even if I am lower in cash than I would like to be, but be at peace that we're doing the right things at the right times, being led by the Holy Spirit to do what is right in front of us with a level of excellence. So we start there with mindset, the motivation. So when I say poverty is also a motivation is that there are many people that go, I don't ever want to be poor, especially if they grew up in poverty. Like, I don't want to be that. So that's their motivation for working too much or getting on the grind or like doing things that are not in alignment with the rhythm and pace of grace. And so we look at mindset and motivations, and then we talk about vision work. Like, what is the vision? And we update it. We look at values because, you know, I'm 59. What I value today is not necessarily the same as what I valued when I was 25 or 35 or when I started having kids and all the things, right? Um, So we look at values, then we look at priorities. And when we're looking at priorities, we look at the seven areas of our life and then the areas of our business, right? Because business is part of our life. So you can do it for your life and your household. You can also do it for your business. So we look at priorities. And then after that, we list our goals. All of our goals have an intention, meaning we're this is a declaration we're going to have. We're also going to tie it to a value. Because one of the things of why we're doing what we're doing also has to be tied to our values, which means that now I get to express all of my values through action. And it's what are those activities that are going to get me closer to having this goal reach, but it's tied to a value. We look at our calendar and then we start looking at our financial situation. We do a spending plan. Like we look at how we've been spending. What do we need to keep spending? Are we getting results? If not, what do we stop? How do we change it? If we're going to do a budget, we really talk about what are the activities that we have to do in the next 12 months that are going to move us forward to the vision that we've been given that are you know aligned with our values, but driven by priority based on the leading of the Holy Spirit. Then we go, this is what the financial resources we're going to put to these particular activities. And then we we look at our financials every month. We do an evaluation every quarter. And then of course, annually we do, you know, the the whole, you know, what do we, you know, the review of the year. And we do that year over year. That literally is the framework. And you can do that for your business. You can do it for a side gig because some people will have side gigs because they want to pay off debt. Great. What do you do when the debt's paid off? What are you going to do with that money? If there's no in if there's no place for that money to go, it will be gone. And that's true whether it's for your household, it for your business, um, whether it's a full-time business or for your side gig. So that really is the framework for position for profit. It is fundamental. Um, cadence of how to um, marry your mindset, your motivation, and your habits and behaviors so that you're being led where you need to go and doing the things that help you not just um, leave an inheritance for people, but to leave a legacy in them by the behaviors that you embody that advance the kingdom. That's awesome. So we're going to leave the link uh, in the show note. And uh, before we hop on the show, I asked Audrey, so she said this framework, she applied to one-on-one clients, but also can be a mastermind group. Okay. And so uh, we just cannot wait to see how uh, you can uh, help a whole lot more people. 
So for you guys that, again, you just have to go to show note, uh, go to kellybala.com forward slash podcast, and we will put all the details there. So Audrey, I cannot thank you, thank you enough today to come on the show and uh, to empower uh, all of us, especially women in the business. Oh, I thank you so much for the time. I'm truly grateful for the opportunity. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment? Just drop a review on Apple Podcast. It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellyballer.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com.